When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling World. I hope everyone enjoyed their week. I have taken a week off, but now I am back and ready to talk some wrestling. We have a lot to talk about today. Randy Orton, Alexa Bliss, and The Fiend. Rivalry continues. WWE Champion Drew McIntyre has now tested positive for COVID and Goldberg's return to WWE and what this means. But first, let's get into the Goldberg's return. Honestly, if I'm booking this, I'm booking this with for a non-title match. This is a surprising one. The fact that Goldberg has returned because it is not needed. And I'll be honest, I, li- I like Goldberg. But, does he need to return? No. Does he need to face for a championship? Does he need to face Drew McIntyre for a championship? Absolutely not. Now, I don't mind him being in a match. But if it was a non-title match, I would prefer that more over a championship match. Why? Because there is no reason for Goldberg to hold another title. And being that last time Goldberg, you know... Last time he was in a championship match, he didn't put over Bray Wyatt. Which at the time, Bray Wyatt as the Fiend was unstoppable. He was undefeated. And he would have remained undefeated if it wasn't for Goldberg. Goldberg was protecting his ego. Goldberg wanted to go over Bray Wyatt because he said something like he's a superhero to these kids he wanted to protect himself basically which okay I get it you want to protect yourself but how is WWE going to build stars when you have legends coming in like Goldberg tearing them down a lot of people thought you know this is when Goldberg went over Bray Wyatt, a lot of people said this is the end of The Fiend. The Fiend is now buried. Which, no, The Fiend wasn't buried. But, The Fiend had also lost a lot of momentum. The Fiend was supposed to be unstoppable. And honestly, if I'm, the book, if I'm booking this, The Fiend would have still been undefeated. Now, I will give WWE credit that they have done a good job protecting The Fiend since then. But, that whole thing with Goldberg, it should never happened. Now, will it happen again? That's the question. Can it happen again? Will Goldberg put over McIntyre? Or will Goldberg defeat McIntyre and once again reclaim WWE Championship? Honestly... This can go either way. Being that WWE struggles with ratings, I I could see Goldberg winning, but the the most likely outcome for this match would be McIntyre going over Goldberg to make McIntyre look stronger in the end. This this could be a way for McIntyre to go over. Do they want to make McIntyre a strong baby face? They want to keep him strong. I get it. But out of all the people in the locker room they have in the back to do that, why do they pick Goldberg out of all the people? Now I get it. I I honestly, I understand why they brought Goldberg back. You know, AEW, All Elite Wrestling has Sting. They brought him back, so now WWE, in my opinion, is competing with AEW and saying 
okay, if you can bring back Sting, then we will bring back Goldberg. Or it could also be because of the decline ratings in Monday Night Raw struggling. This could be their way of boosting ratings. Either way. But, as I've said before, WWE has the talent. WWE has guys in the back that are far more deserving than Goldberg. Goldberg had his time. Goldberg's time is up. And like I said, if this was a non-title match, I would be fine with it. Like when Goldberg faced Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam. That was a non-title match and everybody was fine with it. Because it was a non-title match. Does this match need to be booked? No, absolutely not. It does not need to be booked. There are far more guys in the back that could put over McIntyre as a babyface. Now, that's saying if this match even goes on because it was recently, <coughs> excuse me, it was recently reported that Drew McIntyre has tested positive for co the coronavirus, which is a, a surprise to many, but really it's not because a lot of professional wrestlers are testing positive. They take a big risk getting into that ring with this pandemic. So whether this match goes on, it is to be determined. In my opinion, I don't see this match going on. I think maybe this match will be booked for a later date or they'll find a replacement for Goldberg and make it a non-title match. They could always go that route or they could just cancel the match completely and just forget about it, which would be the best scenario for this situation because... WWE is hyping this match up as if fans want to see this. And if you follow Twitter and you read the articles, the fans do not want this. But WWE hypes this up and they try to get people hyped up for nothing. And if, if for some reason Goldberg beats McIntyre, there is going to be a lot of backlash from fans. That are not supportive of this at all. And it's it's a shame. It really is because like I, like I said, there's so many guys in the back that could put over McIntyre. Why do we need Goldberg? Now, some people could say, okay, well, Undertaker came back and he wrestled and this and that. But the thing about Undertaker is we wanted to see a last match from the dead man. We wanted to see a last match from The Undertaker. And The Undertaker, he could put on a match. He could put on a decent match. Not saying Goldberg can't, but if you've seen Goldberg's recent matches, he, he's botching moves. I mean, he's he's just too old. He can't, he can't, he, he can't do it anymore, is what I should say. Um, it's a shame. He did well in that match against Ziggler, but that match he had against Taker, um, it was just rough. He wasn't in the physical shape, and and if he goes into this match with McIntyre, what physical shape is Goldberg going to be in? And the physical shape that he is in is going to determine how, how good that match is going to be, the outcome of the match. If Goldberg goes in there and he's in shape... He could put on a decent show, but if he goes in there and it's sloppy, he could, he could hurt somebody because he almost killed Taker. I mean, to be fair, Taker did kind of drop him on his head, but that match should have never been booked to begin with. Um, Vince McMahon can't expect you know two guys in their 50s to, to put on a five-star match. That match should have never been booked. That match was way past due. If we were going to see that match, it should have been 20 years ago. Back when Goldberg was in WCW or whatever. But that match had never been booked to begin with. That's what I said. We wanted to see Taker 
Taker has kept himself in good shape. Now, every wrestler has their mistakes. I get it, but... We wanted to see Undertaker. We do not want to see Goldberg step into a ring again. For various reasons. And... Out of all the talent they have in the back, I can't stress this enough. Why are they using the Legends? And if this is WWE's way of competing with AEW, then they've, they've screwed up. Because I, I, I don't think Sting is competing in AEW. I, I don't believe he is. At least not yet. It, it does seem that AEW is teasing this. Um, but we'll see. We're just going to see what happens. I, I, preferably, I do not want to see Sting in the ring. He got hurt in WWE. Putting him in the ring just isn't a good call. But that's not my decision. God bless Tony Khan and his decisions and hope he makes the right ones. Personally, I think Tony Khan needs to quit being a fan and start being a booker and book the matches that people want to see. Taking this risk, putting Sting in the ring is a big risk because he can get hurt again. And at his age, he doesn't need to get hurt. He's paid his dues in professional wrestling. He doesn't need to step back in the ring, in my opinion. Now... Same, same can be said with Goldberg. He does not need to step in the ring. Make him a producer, make him a trainer, and do whatever. But don't, do not put these guys in the ring. And I'm wondering, you know, could this be Goldberg wanting to be back on top again? Goldberg did put over Strowman at WrestleMania. But could this be Goldberg saying, "Hey, I want to." protect myself and make myself look strong again you know get people to remember me whatever yada 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 could this be Goldberg's attempt at one final run of the championship possibly it could be could this be WWE's desperate attempt for ratings much likely but again I'm not the booker You know, honestly, I think the Legends Night of Raw was kind of lackluster. And that whole segment with McIntyre, Andrew McIntyre, excuse me, Drew McIntyre and Goldberg, I think it was rushed. And that just happened out of nowhere. It's like Goldberg just pops out of nowhere. And they, they booked this match. There was no hype for it. There was no nothing. He just pops out of nowhere. And this match is all of a sudden now booked. When honestly, I would have honestly liked to see every match with Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre. Because they put on a decent match. And Keith Lee, like I've said before, hasn't been booked properly. So, I have honestly would like, would like to see a rematch. Give keep Keith Lee a moment. Even if, even if Drew McIntyre would have won the rematch. At least Keith Lee could have said he would have been in the main event. Because Keith Lee deserves that much for his poor booking since his debut on the main roster. And it's not just him, it's many. But Keith Lee deserves better. That should be a hashtag, honestly. Keith Lee deserves better. And if you're listening to this episode and you want to hashtag it, please do. Because that man can go anywhere and be treated better. He was treated better on the NXT roster. I don't know what it is, guys. I don't know what it is about the main roster that the writers just kind of give up, but whatever. Um, but yes, hashtag Keith Lee deserves better. And we'll get that going. There's so many options they could do with McIntyre. Honestly, I've said it before, I would like to see McIntyre as a heel instead of a babyface. 
honestly, I could see McIntyre turning heel on Goldberg for just this match. I think McIntyre, as a heel, he does his best work. I think it would mean more for him as a champion to be a heel. He's a good babyface. He is. I mean, he's over with the fans, obviously, but I, I just feel he'd benefit more as a heel. I think he did good work as a heel when he returned. So why don't WWE pull the trigger? But then I did kind of see Goldberg kind of portray a little bit of a heel himself at last week's Legends Night event. Which, like I said, was very lackluster. Um, you know, they had the Legends make their little parents in the back, but it really didn't mean nothing. It, we got to see him in a little backstage segments, but if that's WWE's way of boosting ratings, then it's a poor attempt. There was no in-ring segments. There was no Legends getting involved in any altercation, any kind of fight or match or anything. It was very lackluster this time from what we've seen in the past. You know, back then we used to see Rowdy Rowdy Piper and Piper's Pit. Back when they used to have the Legends Night, or the Legends Reunions or whatever, we used to see segments in the ring. And they made more out of the Legends than what they, they do now. And it's kind of sad because, you know, the Legends are the ones that have made this company. And yet here they are in two-minute backstage segments on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, we've seen Sergeant Slaughter. We've seen Tatanka. A um, bunch of other ones. Ric Flair. IRS man. Guys like that. They get paid for two-minute segments. When If you're having a Legends Night, you need to book this better. Make use of your legends. Don't hype this up to be something when it's when really you just give us a lackluster show. A shit show is what I'd call it. Because that's what it is. You have a three hour event. A three hour Monday Night Raw. Book this better. You get this crowd hyped up. You get these people hyped up on social media. Just to give us a show like that. The legends. Are there. To build new stars. And did we see that last week? Absolutely not. No we, did, we didn't see anything like that. Did that benefit anybody? No. And is Goldberg versus McIntyre. Going to benefit anybody? Probably not. Maybe, but I, I just I don't see how Goldberg, def Ma excuse me, McIntyre defeating a 50, 50 some year old. Poor booking, poor booking, guys. It, it really is. But on a more positive note, guys, we do have Alexa Bliss teasing the Fiend's return. Last week. On Raw, we saw the aftermath of what happened when Mandy Orton was supposed to have set Alexa Bliss on fire. Now, obviously, that didn't happen. And that was a little far over the edge. But um, we've seen this continued rivalry. They are teasing the Fiend's return with Alexa Bliss. Now, the Royal Rumble is still... Two weeks away. And I'm hoping that the theme does return at the Rumble. Because if they hold this any longer. I think fans will get kind of impatient. From waiting for the Fiend to return. I'm honestly eager for the Fiend to return. Because what version of the Fiend are we going to see? Now. If you've seen TLC, you've seen The Fiend be burned alive. 
Obviously, it's storyline-wise. He wasn't burned for real, but for all you Sparks out there, Marks or whatever, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what are they going to do to top this? I'm curious to see what The Fiend is going to look like when he returns. Will his mask be burnt? Obviously, they're teasing some type of change for The Fiend. Will he be stronger? What will his mask look like? What difference to the, to the Fiend are we gonna, going to see? What is to come? And Alexa Bliss, man, I've said it numerous times, she is nailing this character. But as I've said, if the Fiend does not return at the Rumble, at the Royal Rumble, then when will he return? I hope it's not WrestleMania because as I've said, people get impatient and I know I will. There's only so much they could do to build up to this before people get restless. They've done a good job so far building up to this. I mean, it, yeah, it's over the top with the whole fireball last night. Alexa Bush shooting a fireball at Randy Orton. And the TLC, the Fiend getting burned alive. I'll admit, it is over the top, but it's it's still entertaining to watch. Yes, it's, it's wild. It's when do you see a person get burned alive in an event in pro wrestling? How often do you see that? Never, right? So yes, I will say it's over the top, but this is pro wrestling. Anything can happen in pro wrestling. But I do hope The Fiend returns at the Rumble. Um, I know they are teasing some type of match with The Fiend and Randy Orton. I heard one rumor that they are doing a Firefly Funhouse match at the Rumble. I've also heard another rumor that The Fiend will return and enter the Royal Rumble and go after Randy Orton. Nothing has been confirmed. Um, I'm just reading articles right now to have any kind of update on what may or may not happen. Now there's a lot of different ways they could have The Fiend return. There's so many different ways, guys. So many different things they could do. If I'm WWE and I'm booking this, you know, I don't I don't want the fiend to return too soon. I think WWE has done a good job of selling it. That the fiend is gone, the fiend is burned alive. And Randy Orton as well, he's done a good job of saying the fiend will never return again. Now obviously the fiend will return. But what are we going to see? Now, I've seen fans on Twitter and Facebook saying the Fiend will never return. The Fiend is buried for good. That is not the truth. That is not true. Because the Fiend is a special kind of character. WWE has invested so much time into this character. They are not going to throw it away. And much like characters like The Undertaker and Kane, we've, we've seen different versions of these characters. We've seen Undertaker. We've seen Ministry of Darkness Undertaker. We've seen the American Badass Undertaker. We've seen different versions of Kane. Kane with his mask on. Kane unmasked. Corporate Kane. You know, we've seen different versions of Kane as well. We've seen versions of Man of Mick Foley. We've seen Mankind, Cactus Shack, Dude Love. And much like Bray Wyatt, you know, we want to keep this character fresh and entertaining. And when you do a character for so long, he does tend to get boring. Now, do they need to change The Fiend completely? Absolutely not. The Fiend is still entertaining. The Fiend is one of the most entertaining things in pro wrestling right now. The most unique characters I've ever seen in a long time since Mankind and Kane and Undertaker. And if you know me, you know I'm a big Bray Wyatt fan. But in order to keep this character fresh, you know, you want to show different variations of this character. But what is to be seen as 
How will Alexa Bliss push this envelope of the Fiend's return? When will he return? Will he return at the Rumble? Will he return in the 30-man over-the-top-rope Royal Rumble event? I have no idea. I have no idea whatsoever. But I don't want to spend too much time on this topic. Um, I do have an episode coming out soon talking about this. We will get into that soon. But I want to talk about the use of Charlotte Flair right now. And, and I, I will talk about Mana a little bit. Now, last week's episode of Monday Night Raw, we saw Charlotte Flair versus Lacey Evans. And during this match, we've seen Ric Flair trip Charlotte Flair, his daughter, and Lacey Evans taking advantage and picking up the win. Now, if you follow Twitter, Facebook, or whatever you may follow, you will see that that was not intentional. That was not supposed to happen. That was botched. Ric Flair was supposed to, to trip Lacey Evans. But Ric Flair missed the spot and ended up tripping his own daughter on accident. Again, this was botched. This was not supposed to happen. The plan was for Ric Flair to trip Lacey Evans and have Charlotte pick up the win. And as you've seen, that didn't happen. But WWE has turned this into a storyline now. Ric Flair has now turned heel on his own daughter. Honestly, um... I'm surprised at this. I'm surprised WWE has turned this into a storyline and they haven't just forgotten about it. Which I think is kind of cool. They turn a mistake into a storyline. Now, WWE can pull this off. They can pull this off if they keep Charlotte on Raw and they don't shove her down her throats all the time. As I've said, Charlotte, she was shoved down her throats for so long. Do I think she needs to be a tag team champion? No. Do I think she needs to hold a championship at all? No. Not at all. Not, not nearly as much should she get, be given a title shot. If anything... I think Lacey Evans should be given a title shot. There's so many people deserving Charlotte Flair's position. Lacey Evans could be a tag team champion with somebody. Lacey Evans could be a women's champion. Not saying Asuka has done a good job as women's champion, but the women's division, like Asuka, I don't know. Um... She, she's a decent competitor. She is, but I think somebody like Lacey Evans would benefit more. Um, obviously, we've seen Lana. She was due for a big push. I honestly thought that Lana would have been Asuka's partner. Now, I've said before that Asuka, not, not Asuka, I'm sorry, Lana that her babyface push would not last. And it turns out that it's, it didn't last. You know, that they, they build up Lana as a babyface. You know, had her thrown through tables for how many months? Every week on Raw. Then they had her winning a few matches. She was the, the main woman to win the Survivor Series event. She survived. As the only woman left standing. And they would build her up for several weeks. Only to take her out. The TLC Women's Tag Team Championship match. Which. I'm not a big fan of Mana. Honestly. But. I could see why fans are upset. This is kind of ridiculous. 
to take Lana out of the main event after after building her up for so long, only to have her replaced by Charlotte, who is returning and shouldn't even have been in the title scene just yet. You know, she's just not returning. She doesn't need to be in the title scene. But does this surprise me? Absolutely not. Where will they go with Lana? Will they put her back on TV? I don't know. What will they do to bring her back? I've said in a few episodes ago that Lana, I felt, was being punished by WWE because her husband, Rusev, a.k.a. Miro, is now in AEW, All Elite Wrestling. Could this be WWE's just bad booking? You know, do they have anything for Lana? But honestly, with the women's division the way it is, um, it's no surprise Charlotte took this opportunity. She's had plenty of opportunities. I've called her the female version of John Cena. She's had numerous championships. Does she need them? Absolutely not. But, as I've said, this time around, if they book Charlotte Flair on one brand and one brand only, this could work. That's the problem with certain characters. That's the problem with certain stars. They overuse them. They shove them down our throats. And we hate them for it. And that's what they did with Charlotte last time. She was on three brands, guys. I mean, it's ridiculous. But honestly, I don't mind the feud that she has with Ric Flair now. It's kind of good to see the nature boy in the ring. It's good seeing Ric Flair be Ric Flair. It's good seeing him do what he does. It's good seeing him be a heel again. I like heel Ric Flair. The dirtiest player in the game. They don't call him that for no reason. He's earned that title. Ric Flair's been in this business for so many years. He had a hell of a match with Shawn Michaels. And the fact that he is still in the business, it's it's great. You know, I grew up watching guys like Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Ric Flair, Undertaker, Stone Cold, Goldberg, um, Bret Hart, guys like that. Roddy Piper, you know. I wasn't around when they wrestled full-time, but I remember them making appearances in pro wrestling. I remember when Goldberg was a full-time wrestler, Stone Cold was still wrestling. The Rock, Eugene, um, some of the younger ones, Zach Gallon, Maven, guys like that, I remember. Stevie Richards. Um, I've been a big fan of pro wrestling. Ric Flair is one of the names that stand out to me because he was a member of Evolution. When Evolution was just starting out, I was a little kid. I was a little kid watching pro wrestling. Now, I've watched pro wrestling for almost 20 years. If not, maybe it's been 20 years. Um, but Ric Flair is the name that stands out because I remember him driving the limos. You know, the women, the the matches he had with Triple H, Batista, and Randy Orton. And then, like I said, that match with Shawn Michaels he had at WrestleMania was just perfect. It, it's good to see Flair back in the business, whether it's just little appearances or not. You know, I'm glad they turned this into a storyline. This may benefit Charlotte. But I have one question. Now, Charlotte Flair is dating Andrade in real life. Now, I, I do like the storyline with Ric Flair, Lacey Evans, and Charlotte. But, this could have been the opportunity to bring Andrade back with Charlotte. They could have had them. They could have had Charlotte manage Andrade. They could even have Andrade manage Charlotte. They could have went either way. 
you know, have Andrade help Charlotte pick up the win, whatever. But um, this this could have been a way for them to bring back Andrade, who who's, is somebody very talented and, and is somebody who doesn't deserve to sit at home. But that's WWE's booking for you. Like I said, they you know they, they, they this is the same company that has booked Lana as a babyface, only to have her sit at home, only to get the fans' hopes up for a Lana push and then drop it. Doesn't surprise me, guys. I wish the booking was better. I will say Monday Night Raw has gotten better a little bit. It's more edgier than what it was. It does seem like. They do have certain stars that stand out to me the most, like Sheamus. I think Sheamus is one of the most top stars they have on Monday Night Raw. But it's not just Raw. It's it's SmackDown as well. SmackDown's booking could be better. I do believe we are in for a Shinsuke Nakamura push. Soon, a babyface push. With Roman Reigns. Well, like I said, man, the booking on both brands hasn't been great. It's it's all over the place. And it, it has been ever since I started this podcast. I've said about the booking. And I know my opinions on WWE aren't always the best, but this is why. Because of the booking. I love pro wrestling. I do. But they need to have a better system going for them. They need to use their talent. And I can't stress this enough. You you compare Raw to SmackDown. Which is the better brand? I would say Raw. I think Raw does have a little bit more better storylines. Compared to SmackDown. Now SmackDown you do have Roman Reigns. And Kevin Owens feuding. I think that's the feud that stands out for me the most. But that's only the feud that stands out for me. As far as SmackDown goes. When, when on Raw you have do have numerous feuds. Now SmackDown. I know Adam Pearce was booked to face Roman Reigns. This is another example of bad booking. On Monday Night Raw, you have Goldberg versus McIntyre, which is horrible. Now, that's two main events on the same pay-per-view that nobody wants to see. Adam Pearce, how, is, how does he fit in this storyline with Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens? Where, where did that come from? The man has not had a match in WWE. Now, honestly, I don't know if he has, but recently he hasn't. Um, as far as what I've, I've seen... Um, do we want to see this match? Absolutely not. Would I like to see a Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns match? Absolutely. Yes, I would. Because that's what the fans want. We want to see pro wrestling. Um, Kevin Owens, somebody that I think is killing it as a baby face right now. I do like Kevin as a heel, but the match he put on with Roman Reigns was decent. It was great. It was it was better than what I've seen recently on SmackDown. But instead of WWE booking the rematch that everybody wants to see between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns, they book Adam Pearce versus Roman Reigns. Now it's to be determined whether they stick with this match or they do something else. My guess is this match does not happen at Royal Rumble. But they have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Roman Reigns with Kevin Owens interfering in the match or something. You know, end by disqualification or whatever. Um, I do hope they book Shinsuke Nakamura versus Reigns. I do think that would be, would be better. I know Kevin Owens is selling an injury that he had sustained last week in the hands well, not last week, but the week before, in the hands of Roman Reigns. So in order to sell that injury, they could have you know Nakamura be, come in as a, as a placement for Kevin Owens. And then they could have the Roman Reigns versus Nakamura match. 
which Naka, Shinsuke Nakamura has been stuck in the tag team division for too long. He's won the Royal Rumble at one point. He's, he's due for a, a push. That's the problem with WWE's tag team division. They have, they have too many guys they just throw in the tag team. And it just looks sloppy. Now I will say for SmackDown, Dolph Ziggler has... Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, they have beaten the Street Profits, which they were due. The tag team division needs a shakeup. Now, I do like Dolph Ziggler as a singles competitor. I do think he fits a better description as a singles competitor. But for the time being, you know, this is something that we can, you know, kind of sink our teeth into for the time being until... You know, guys like the Viking Raiders return or, you know, we get some tag team from NXT or something that comes up. The Viking Raiders, I think, is a tag team that's been forgotten. And when they were on the main roster, I believe they were on Monday Night Raw. Before they got injured, I could be wrong. I don't remember completely. But they brought a lot of excitement to the tag team division. And that that's what WWE lacks. And the tag team division is excitement. They're throwing singles competitors together. And tag teams. They, they, they just don't fit. They don't go together. Look at, look, at, look at Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy. They're calling themselves the Hardy Bros. Fans hate it. I get it. But Matt Riddle should be a singles competitor. And Jeff Hardy, at the stage in his career, deserves better. The Street Profits are the only tag team right now that makes sense to be a tag team. It's, and the New Day. The New Day, yes, keep them a tag team, even though they've been a tag team for so long. But, but keep them a tag team because Big E is getting a push now. A push he deserves and a push I hope they continue. But the tag team division is so sloppy looking right now. It just doesn't make sense. And I, I'm hoping they bring back the Viking Raiders. Because the Viking Raiders are another tag team that makes sense. They bring excitement to the division. Now the Hurt Business is another tag team on Monday Night Raw that stands out. But there's very few tag teams in WWE that stand out to me. But the Viking Raiders, which who aren't on TV right now, but hopefully soon they return. The Street Profits and the New Day are the three tag teams that stand out to me. That's it. Other than that, you don't have anything. You used to have the Usos. But now Jimmy Uso hasn't returned. He's rumored to return soon. But with Jey Uso being with Roman Reigns, you know, what's going to happen with that? How will they fit Jimmy Uso into this storyline? Will, will he be a part of the storyline, or will Jey Uso and Jimmy, you know, go for the Tag Team Championship? You know, as, as much as we've seen the Usos win Tag Team Gold, and it has gotten annoying, you know, seeing back and forth between the New Day and, and the Usos, I would like to see the Usos become tag team champions again just for the sake of the tag team division. You know, br bring something exciting to the tag team division and the Usos can do that. Now as much as I hate, just I, I'd hate to see Jimmy and Jay become tag team champions again. The, the tag team division needs something. And if that's the case, then so be it. Now, Jey Uso is now with Roman Reigns. And honestly, you know, I do like Roman Reigns' heel turn. I think he works great as a heel. Does he need Jey Uso? No. But, it adds more fuel to the fire. Honestly, it, it, it's just fun to watch. It's fun seeing Roman be dominant, being the head of the table, being the leader of his family. 
Now Roman Reigns, he can he can have Paul Heyman as a manager and still be a good heel. But adding Jey Uso to this makes it better. Because the whole thing about this feud is Roman Reigns is the tribal chief, the head of the table, the family man. The head of the family, rather. And being that Jey Uso and Jimmy are related to Roman Reigns, it makes it even more exciting. I would like to see The Rock and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Book it, Vince. Come on. <laughs> this is a match we want to see. A match I think would excite the fans. A top hill like Roman Reigns and a top baby face like The Rock. But, you know, that's probably not going to happen. Could happen. It's been suggested before. But let's look ahead to what we have now. I'm hoping we do see another Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns match coming soon. I, I know we will eventually. They're not just going to drop this feud with Kevin Owens and Roman. But what are they going to do in the next few weeks? I'm curious to see if Shinsuke Nakamura gets a push that he has much due for. What will they do? Shinsuke Nakamura, as I've said, has been stuck in the tag team division for too long. And that's why the division looks so sloppy, because they just throw guys here and there. When they could build up to having better championship matches, better feuds. They have the Intercontinental Championship, the United States Championship, which Bobby Lashley and the Hurt Business is doing great. I have no complaints about that, because it, they're killing it. But then you have guys like The Miz with a briefcase, not knowing what he's going to do. And there's always that scenario on Monday Night Raw, back to the whole Goldberg thing. Um, if Goldberg, this just crossed my mind, this is why I'm going back to it, but if Goldberg does defeat McIntyre, will The Miz cash in? Or are they saving the Miz's cash in for WrestleMania? Now, I like I said, I don't want to see another Miz attempt at a cash in, but it's 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 going to happen, whether we like it or not. The Miz, one way or another, is going to be a world champion again. Now, he can always cash in and, and fail again, but the fact that he failed this time and they gave it back to him tells me that The Miz is going to be a real champion again. The thought of that makes me cringe, but I would like to see it. John Morrison be champion again, but that's not going to happen. Why Why they chose to give it to the Miz instead of Morrison is beyond me. Morrison's way more entertaining than The Miz. The Miz is just boring. Every, every time that guy's on the mic, I just cringe. His voice, I, I don't know what it is. He's just, he's boring. His personality, he comes out with a, a little karate thing on, and he looks like he's doing karate. He, I, I, don't, I don't know, he just... His whole ring attire is just goofy. Or you look at guys like John Morrison who had success in Lucha Underground, Impact, everywhere. But they pair him up with The Miz who is nothing compared to Morrison. Morrison is a level higher than The Miz. But whether we like it or not, guys... The bad booking of WWE is going to affect us. And we will see The Miz as a world champion. Now honestly, I used to say, back when Otis had the Money in the Bank briefcase, what are they going to do with Otis? 
And I've said before, they could have had Otis and Tucker, you know, cash in and win the tag team championships. Why they chose to break Otis and Tucker up is beyond me because Otis and Tucker are another tag team that stood out for me on SmackDown. That, or, or, were, or were they on Raw? I don't remember, but um, but they were a tag team that stood out for me in the division, and they were exciting to watch together because it was entertaining. You know why they chose to take that briefcase off of Otis when all they could have done was have him cash in for a tag team championship but they've chose to give it to the Miz which something that I don't think most want to see I know there are Miz fans out there and God bless them but it's, it's something I don't want to see but we're, we're going to see it now, when the Miz lost the briefcase, I thought, "Good, this is something we don't want to see. It, it, it's fine. It's over with. It's done." But then they give it back to him, which made absolutely no sense whatsoever. Now, there's always that possibility that the Miz could go to SmackDown, cash in on Roman Reigns, but that's that's not going to happen. The Miz is a raw competitor. If anything, he would cash in on McIntyre or Goldberg, assuming whoever wins that match will be champion. For the time being, if, if the Miz cashes in, my guess is he can cash in at the Rumble on whoever wins. Say Goldberg wins, the Miz could cash in, McIntyre wins, whatever, but like. I do think before Mania, we will have a new world champion. We could see McIntyre versus The Miz at WrestleMania, which really wouldn't be much of a main event, but because The Miz as 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 a whole just really isn't taken care taken serious. He's a comedy act. If WWE wants to book this guy's world champion, they need to book him more serious. Take him out of these little comedy segments. Stop at the whole Miz TV segments. They're useless. They're pointless. Build this guy up to be a champion. Maybe people will take him serious. Quit with the whole comedy act. Give Morrison the singles push he was due for. They could have Morrison, you know, on SmackDown and feud with Big E. I think that'd be pretty interesting. Because those are both guys that, that, that need to be, have singles pushes. Those are both guys that need to be wrestling for a title. Now, like I said, you do have guys like Bobby Lashley with the United States Championship killing it. But John Morrison could be a world championship contender. But instead, they're putting him in a tag team. Which is way past due. Back in the day when the Miz and Morrison were a tag team, it was it was it was okay. It wasn't bad. It was it was actually entertaining with the dirt sheet. But now they come back and they do it again in a dirt sheet with the dirt sheet segments, and it's just old. We've seen this before. It's not fresh. And how are we supposed to take these guys serious? That's just me, you know. Um, I'm very vocal about my opinions on pro wrestling. You do have AEW, which I feel their tag team division is better. Um, I, I, I don't like all of their segments, but I will say their booking is better. You know, they did that tribute to Brody Lee, which I thought was good. I give them a lot more respect than I have now. I, I I'm saying I give them more respect than I than I did before. Is what I meant to say. You know, um, they're not as sloppy looking as WWE. They're not. They're put together better. Well, at least their tag division is. I can't speak on the whole roster because there, there are problems with all wrestling that I have seen. Um, Kenny Omega is on Impact, going back and forth to Impact. Um, obviously, Impact Wrestling is benefiting more from, from these appearances. He is 
you know, going back and forth, which I, I don't agree with. I think this isn't going to benefit all your wrestling who, you know, have built themselves up as a brand themselves. But if any if anybody's benefiting Impact, who I don't think anybody watches Impact Wrestling isn't even in the conversation anymore. When you think of pro wrestling, you think of two brands. Well, me, I think of three brands, but most people think of two, and that's all, all Elite Wrestling and WWE. That's the two brands people, I think, watch the most, which which for me, it's AEW. It's WWE, AEW, and Ring of Honor. I, I, I like Ring of Honor. I'm, I'm a Ring of Honor fan. I don't get to watch it all the time because I forget when it's on, but when I, when I catch it, I catch it. You know, I watch it. Which, me, I think Ring of Honor being as big as a, of a show that it is, it would be on for more than just an hour. It would have a good cable station, a better TV station, rather. Being that it's, it's, it's a good brand, it's better than Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling has had numerous TV stations that was on. It was on, you know, I, I believe it was on Spike at one point. Before it changed to the Paramount Network, um, they had that TV with it. Um, they had that deal with uh, trying to think. I don't remember. They but they've had several. They had it on Pop TV at one point. After it left Pop TV, it just disappeared. I, I haven't seen it since. I don't know where, what TV station it is. But I'm not worried about it because I, I quit watching TNA years ago. Because TNA's bad booking. It was horrible. The storylines were horrible it wasn't even the booking of the matches the matches were okay it was just the storylines I couldn't get into the storylines and that's that's mostly the problem with AEW is that I'm seeing is the storylines um a lot of people were saying you know WWE wastes talent but when I look at Miro I look at his storyline he's having you know I believe his name is Kip Sabian. What are they doing with, with Miro? Nothing. What were they doing with him in WWE? Nothing. And towards the end, I mean, he was involved in the story around with Bobby Lashley and Lana, but there was not much, there's not much to be said about that. But what have they done with him in, WWE, with, in AEW? Absolutely nothing. You barely see the guy wrestle. So I don't want to hear people tell me, oh, WWE wastes talent when AEW does practically the same. But, um, you know, there's so much to watch. Like I said, I wish Ring of Honor was a better, had a better TV deal because they could be, you know, bigger than AEW if they had a, a two-hour show at least. They have a one-hour show and they, they put more out in an hour than most pro wrestling companies do in three hours or four or, or two or whatever, you know. And, but that that's why I said I, I wish that they did more because they could definitely be in the talk with AEW and WWE. They could definitely be up there. Honestly, if, if, if Ring of Honor was a two-hour show, I could see people talking about Ring of Honor instead of AEW. Ring of Honor was the birthplace to many names like Seth Rollins, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, CM Punk, guys like that, Christopher Daniels. Um, Jeff Hardy was, was a member of Ring of Honor at one point. Kenny King, guys like that. Which I'm a big Kenny King fan. I remember Kenny King's days in TNA. Back when TNA was watchable. TNA, I mean, it's, it's went downhill. People say Ring of Honors went downhill, but from what I've seen, Ring of Honors, you know, it's still pretty decent compared to TNA. Why people talk about TNA, why, why it's even being talked about, I don't know. It, it shouldn't even be in the discussion when talking about pro wrestling. Because that company died years ago. And yes, I, I still blame Dixie Carter for that. 
the Jarrett's, Jeff Jarrett and Jerry Jarrett, they sold it to Dixie Carter and made that company what it is. Now they're struggling. But that's pro wrestling for you guys. Um, <laughs> that's what we watch. But I love it. We love it. We all love it. So I just want to thank you all for listening. Thank you all for listening to this episode. I am back now from my break. Thank you all for listening. God bless. Have a blessed day. See you on the next episode of Wrestling World. Have a nice day. Good night.